Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to Legitimate Likes, the podcast where we take a look at some of humanity's most popular fascinations and we decide, are they really worth the hype? They may be liked, but is it a legitimate like? My name is Hugh and I am joined as always by my co-host Will. Hi Will. Hi, where there's a Will, there's a co-host. How are you Hugh? I'm good, I'm good. I am I'm ready to go. I'm firing on all cylinders. You've got an enormous moustache, though. You're firing an all moustache, without yeah. a doubt. Yeah, it's a, it's... it's a real moustache. People think it's fake, but now it's real, and it's not by choice. It's for a job, for a TV job. Ooh, I'm trying to um, twirl it so that people can hear it, because you can't see it on the podcast. No, no. It, it does look terrible. fake. It looks a bit, it looks a bit uh, Chuckle Brothers. Oh, yeah. You want to know something real gross about moustaches? Okay. That didn't really give you much choice there. As a rhetorical no, question. I thought you were going to tell me something real gross about the Chuckle Brothers. No, though. to be honest, <laughs> I started on that sentence excitedly like it was a response to yours, but I'd already started the thought before I listened to the Chuckle Brothers. So okay, I, that's okay. I thought in the spirit of the Chuckle Brothers, to me, to you, I'd just keep on going. Yeah, absolutely. So beards and moustaches keep a load of dead skin. Like, you've got skin falling off your face all the time, but mm. beards, oh, they suck it all up, they keep it in there. So uh, when you're rubbing your beard and bits fall out, it's dead skin that is falling on everybody. Well, you can't can't say fairer than that. And speaking of dead skin, um, let's throw <laughs> it over on. to our producer, uh, Michael. Hi, Michael. How are you? I mean, I mean, you throw me a lot of bomb intros here, but that was <laughs> yeah, I think that's I... one of the worst. <laughs> I think that's the kindest I've been so far. Dead skin, dead skin. Yeah, well, I'm here. No mustache, no cylinders, but still hoping I can make a, a valuable contribution to today's discussion. Have you ever... You're a man, Michael, who can grow a, a fine beard if you want to. Have you ever can gone you? just yeah. mus- mustache? Uh, I have a number of times after having grown a beard, I will shave away the non-mustache 
parts of the, the facial hair. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not a good look on me. Um, haven't ever kept it longer than that. Usually, sort of a five minute mustache kind of man, you know. Yeah. You just but, take a photo, have a laugh, and then move yeah. on. Yeah, quietly, yeah. quietly yeah. dream in the bathroom of what life yeah. could be yeah. with a tash, and then go. I'm yeah. not Tom Selleck. I can't do this. I'm I'm not Tom Selleck, but I am very Freddie Mercury. So, <laughs> nice. oh, um, interesting. Yeah. Well, listen, yeah. you get the right jacket, the right trousers. Yeah. Yeah. The right other, vocal range. Few other things, yeah. The voice would be, the voice would help, all right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But anyway, Michael, why are we talking so much about mustaches tonight? You tell us. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know, but because uh, because th- this week's topic is is very very different, uh, so we may revisit mustaches uh, in some future episode. This week we're talking about zoos. Um, by the which, Greek god, I mean... the the chief Greek god. <laughs> yeah, that's how I pronounce. Zeus, yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, no, we're talking about zoological gardens, and straight away, just right at the top, we're talking about proper zoos here, okay? Because I know, right, we're we're post Tiger King, and um, we're all let you know, we we can all sort of just set aside the, like roadside menageries, okay? Um, you know, places where animals are just sort of parked and, and stared mm. at. Um, so we're not talking about dep- depressing animal prisons. We're talking about actual zoos, proper actual animal on- prisons. Yeah, <laughs> actual yeah. animal prisons, like private prisons. Private prisons, yeah, yeah, yeah state-sponsored prisons. Um, but proper, well-run zoos that David Attenborough would be would be delighted to walk around. Uh, I think I don't know. Um, or alternatively, uh, zoos which uh, Richard Attenborough would have been happy to play the eccentric director of. Um, so either way, and I don't. I don't want to. Um, I don't know. I guess it's just too exciting to leave it any longer. But Michael, you've actually arranged for both Attenboroughs to come on the show. Is that right? I Richard have. from the grave and <laughs> David have. from hopefully not the grave. Although at time of recording, he's four hundred years old. So just past keep his, the fingers his birthday. Yeah, yeah. So they'll be on later. Okay. Our premium members can get that. <laughs> yeah, oh, amazing. That's, that's what yeah. podcasts always say. And I've never amazing. paid for any of them. So Well yeah. saved. I was going to have to fake some kind of technical breakdown at the end of the episode. But no, that's perfect. Or do your David Attenborough impression. <laughs> yeah, that's mainly what we give the people what they want, you know. Yeah. Just throw it in at some point later on when we talk yeah, about Yeah, yeah, don't, don't tell us. Don't okay. tell us. Okay, okay. Well, you'll know. God, I hope um, we recognize it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so that's what we're talking about. Proper zoos. Zoos in their best form. Because look, everyone knows bad zoos are bad. Um, mm. What about good zoos? Are they also bad? <laughs> so sort of sort of what you're saying is we're not talking about the sort of zoos that people wouldn't like. We're talking about the ones that people would like and trying to work yeah. out whether that's legit. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Seems yeah. like you're sort of doing the equivalent of excluding the cursed child from the Harry Potter universe by mm. talking about the bad mm. zoos. Which I, I have done. Yeah, well done. So oh, I know fuck. both of you are oh, uh, raring to get at this topic, to get mm. everything off your chest. Uh, before we do that, um, got a couple of questions just to see um, okay. how much you know about zoos. Three questions. Uh, first one is, um, so obviously breeding some animals in captivity is notoriously difficult. Um, so pandas, for example, everyone knows that it's very hard to get pandas to, to breed. Um but my question is, is, a zoo in Japan spent over four years trying to get two hyenas to mate without success. Uh, any idea why? Because they just found it too funny. They found there the just whole was, process to too just, funny. 
there just wasn't a spark. Like they're just different interests. I feel. Didn't hit you know? it off. Didn't hit it off. Yeah. Did they ever put them in the same enclosure? Was that the mistake they made? Did they keep them apart? They did. They they put them in the same enclosure. They turned the lights down. They played some Barry yeah. White. Um, yeah. Sorry, I've given I think away they all got my top tips there. Actually, that should have been premium <laughs> content. Actually, yeah. father of one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's hundred percent more than the two of us. You. That's true. Uh, no, the answer is they were uh, male hyenas, uh, both of them. Ah. Um, so. Well, it's a very uh, progressive zoo. Yeah, I yeah, suppose. Well, very mistaken zoo, actually. Sure, sure. Yeah. Many progressive people are very mistaken about lots of things, <laughs> but that's part of their problem. Wait, what I... podcast have I come on? <laughs> it sounds like for a second you're saying that it was wrong of them to put two boys together. I think it's more their expectations around these yeah. particular I, two boys. Were... I assume you're speaking uh, the, the lack of a womb in that situation. <laughs> I, yes, I, um, yes. Yeah, yeah, imagine. Yeah. A, a womb with a zoo. If you Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. That was good, Michael. Oh Thanks very much. Thank you. Will is uh, standing up and clapping for <laughs> standing the Standing over for that. Yeah. I mean, a womb yeah. with a zoo, that is... That's, yeah. Unbelievable. That's right. We'll that's end the podcast unbelievable. here. I don't know what to do. So that's, I mean, I, I'm not going to It's rare, else. Michael, that you get this positive feedback from Will. Particularly so early the in the episode. The it's going to has be changed you, Will. All that, all that all dead that skin between him and you <laughs> is really just buffering. Oh, uh, the pandas. God. Is it? Is it difficult? Is it really difficult to breed pandas? You're not just taking that from Anchorman, no? No, it's really difficult. It's really difficult okay. to breed pandas. Also, pandas, here's another fact. Uh, all pandas, virtually all pandas in the world are actually owned by the state of China. Um, so they very much have a queen swan type relationship with their with their pandas, and even where they're in the uh, you know in zoos in the US, they're all owned by the state of China and their offspring too. So, mm. so if, if two if two Chinese if two Chinese owned pandas breed in a US zoo, the offspring belongs to China. Yes, that doesn't surprise Fact. me. Fact. That's amazing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That is absolutely staggering. I'd like to see a big battle between the swans and the pandas, mainly because I'd quite like uh, Britain to be defeated because it's a terrible place. But at um, the same time, would you have to also have a battle between the Queen and the leader of China? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm, ju- I'm just scared of getting his name wrong. Is it Xi Jinping? Xi Jinping. Xi Jinping. Yeah, yeah. I think he would yeah. take her down, I have to say. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. She's got some moves. You s- I mean, we know what happened to Diana, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we all yeah, we we know. What are you trying to say, Hugh? Yeah, what are you trying to know. say? I'm not putting anything else in words. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're saying that that <laughs> that the 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 crown. Nope, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it, don't say uh, it. No, it's <laughs> <laughs> Prince Philip might be dead, but he could still he could still come after us. Well, it looks like it's just you and me, Michael. Oh no, David Attenborough's yeah. <laughs> strangled Will. <laughs> David Attenborough's in the pocket of the Queen. <laughs> this is the okay, longest question, we spent on question one. Question yeah. two. Question. And we didn't even get it right. <clears throat> question yeah. two. Yeah. Uh, which animal kills the most zookeepers? And sorry, I probably should have phrased it as which species kills the most zookeepers. Not one specific animal. Although uh, maybe I've researched a little harder. <laughs> 
So I've got a guess on this, right? It's and... probably man, actually, now that I think about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, go yeah, ahead. That's, that's true. Um, <laughs> the old zookeeper old... killings of 68. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the zookeeper rippers. Um, what I was going to say was that I think the animal that kills the most people in Africa, or the the large game animal, so obviously the mosquito and the tsetse fly, I think, do a lot of damage, but the large game animal that kills the most people in Africa... I think is the hippo um, because it's just if you get in the way of the hippo when it wants to get to water you're in big trouble but I don't know I presume zookeepers know not to get in the way of hippo in water but that's still my guess Will can you improve on hippo? No I was gonna I was gonna guess it maybe like a snake or something but mm. actually I think that's probably I, I, it feels too obvious a, a guess like something that's actually poisonous and dangerous i, I think it's it, more likely to be a hippo that you wouldn't immediately assume haven't there been a couple of kids who've fallen into like the gorilla enclosure oh yeah they shot a gorilla didn't they yeah but those kids as i say that probably not zookeepers <laughs> maybe true. maybe interns but not zookeepers. unless that's the training that zookeepers give their children they throw you into the gorilla enclosure yeah, it's like to see if you're the chosen one you're thrown in and if you survive you get yeah. taken into a room and given a, <laughs> a little hat and a trowel yeah if you float you're a witch basically yeah basically yeah so i we think witches yeah <laughs> okay uh, incorrect on all counts uh, it's the elephant. It's the elephant. Hugh, you're, you're right. Hippos Basically are... a hippo with a long nose. Or yeah, a witch in disguise, you idiot. Hippos definitely, I think, are the, the most dangerous large animal uh, in the wild. But um, I guess it's just probably more elephants in zoos. It's that kind of thing. And they tend to be closer. So it's the elephant. Oh. Oh, I bet there's a lot uh, of crushing. That's not nice. A lot of crushing. Yeah. See, that's yeah. it. I'd say it's accidental. I'd say the elephant just sort of leans back, sits down, and suddenly... Jeffrey the zookeeper is yeah 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 it's suddenly just dead skin yeah yeah dead skin Je- dead skin Jeffrey they call him how which do you think is the most murderous animal like the animal who you come in the cage and they're like I wanna kill you apparently aren't all hyenas the big cats nasty anyway. and leopards are nasty leopard I was gonna say a leopard is apparently yeah. the uh, yeah that's so much of my thinking. research for this podcast was done about 20 years ago when i read a series of books about two young naturalists and we'll come back to this later and oh, i hope natu- so naturalists or naturists what were just um for most of the book they were just naturalists every now okay. and then you'd have a little you know okay you got to do what you got to do two okay. boys out in the wild you know collecting collecting okay. animals um no they were brothers and they but nice. I suppose, look, the books have, if you were reading the books to a child now, you'd have to change some of the language in them. But uh, one thing they did say was, I think they had a, a, a pet cub, leopard cub at one point um, while they were in Africa before they were going back home. And uh, one of the older brothers said, you know, I know you'd love to keep it, but you could keep a lion, you could keep a cheetah, but lepers turn nasty. Wow. That's what you're but, basing your leopard knowledge on. Mm, mm. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that too. That they are the the angriest cat, um, yeah. <laughs> which is uh, quite a title. Um, yeah. Question three. Question oh, three. God. Michael, can't you tell that we've done no research, so we're trying to stay in the question section as long as possible. The the angriest cat. The angriest cat, though, is what we're going to call our like scat band trio, isn't it? <laughs> like scat <laughs> 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 
Well, the angriest cat will David all wear like a on the scat. On the scat. That's David, David Scattenborough. His name is David Scattenborough. <laughs> oh, that could lead to terrible things. <laughs> I would love to hear David Attenborough whisper some scat music. Michael oh. will do that for us later. It looked like you inhaled there to give it a go, Hugh, and then your, your brain went... I don't know how to get what's in here out there. Yeah, yeah. no, it's it's not a not a wise move. I feel. <laughs> That's question how I feel three. About every, shut up, Michael. That's how I feel about every impression ever. I feel like, all right, I'll do a great impression, a great impression of Alan Rickman. Okay, here we go. Oh, hello, everybody. No, that's not what I meant. I, it's right in the head, and then it comes out, and it's nowhere near. Yeah. Are we, Michael? What's your go-to impression? Question. Uh, mine, mine is, as you know, Hugh. It's a very visual one, which will be lost on all the listeners. But it's yeah, it's Robert on. De Niro. Do, Michael does it. a good De Niro face. Uh, it's yeah, pretty good. I mean, like... it's. I mean, this is definitely the worst impression I do. But <laughs> when you've just seen it, you could tell my, it was yeah. a visual transformation. The, it, yeah, it was pretty good. You closed yeah. your eyes and put your eyebrows up, and you you frowned a bit, but it's like a smiley frown. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. your face sort of contorts in the same way that um, old old De Niro does. So yeah, it was yeah. a good impression. <clears throat> Thanks very yeah. much. I'll nail the voice, and then I get those De Niro millions. Yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> question De Niro, De Niro's. three. Okay, question three. Oh, Here we I'm go. Coming to the end of the podcast. So I don't know why I was really rushing to get to this question. I don't know um, why I was stopping you. So <laughs> Mike Tyson once tried to pay a zookeeper ten thousand dollars to fight which animal in a zoo? And by the way, when I read this, I did not believe it but I have found multiple sources, including the words of Mike Tyson himself. Now, did Mike Tyson <clears throat> want the zookeeper to fight the animal? No, no. Mike Tyson wanted to fight an animal. Okay. So. Okay. You had very poorly uh, phrased I give, question. I'll give, I'll, tell you what, I'll give you three, I three com- animals. I completely understood it. You can, you can guess, was it a bear? Was mm-hmm. it a gorilla? Or was it a walrus? So my, f- <laughs> I mean, my first thought was bear, but we all know we're only giving one answer to this question. <laughs> Because, I mean, Mike Tyson fighting walrus is is the greatest thing I've never seen. I mean, that redeems everything Mike Tyson has ever done. Um, uh, would he be wearing? He'd be wearing gloves, I suppose. Would he put walrus walrus flippers in gloves? I think so. I would, 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 yeah, I wonder. Would he try and neuter them by putting gloves on the end of the walrus's tusks? Yeah, you'd have to, wouldn't you? Which would be very cute. You have to get the full entrance set up. The walrus would come in wearing, uh, you know, like a, a robe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oop, oop. yeah. 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 Mike Tyson would come out wearing a walrus skin like pelt, and the walrus would come on wearing a human skin pelt. Who made that for the walrus? And out of whom? Probably a zookeeper who was killed by a leopard, or whatever it was. Would the last question for your question? Uh, do they fight in Mike Tyson's territory, i.e. a boxing ring, or do they That's fight? That's what I was in... going to ask. No, he he literally. Apparently, this is a very realistic proposition. He was in the zoo, saw this animal, and had ten thousand dollars on him, and wanted to get in there and just mix it up immediately with with the animal. Oh man! I mean, yeah, we yeah. we have to guess walrus, will don't we? Yeah. I've yeah, even well, forgotten I mean, the other answers. That that Bur- actually, bear was one, but the description of that situation made made it just like. 100% sadder about the state of Mike Tyson's mental health. Like, that's really sad that he was like, for real, I'll fight that. I imagine it was a gorilla, but we're saying walrus because we want to live in, in a his, world. In his funny little voice as well. Michael's about to give us a Mike Tyson impression, actually. Go ahead, Michael. 
I'll play the zookeeper. I'll play the zookeeper. Okay. Uh, hello, Mr. Tyson. You're you're back. You're back again. Um, what uh, what are you what are you looking for today? I wanted to get a dead animal. Have you ever even heard Mike Tyson? Like he's got no, a, think... a he's got a very distinctive high voice. I, you, I don't I don't think you can attack. Uh, I think I'm trying to get in. I think that was Chris Eubank. Did I do Chris Eubank? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I want to fight the walrus. Please. <laughs> I've got $10,000. Give me the walrus. Oh, I'm sorry. That's unkind. Uh, walrus, Michael. I am it the was, walrus. It was a gorilla. Yeah. Uh, Mike Dyson was in, I think it was the Bronx Zoo, and uh, saw a gorilla uh, and said he wanted to fight it. And I will give you a quote. He yeah. said that he wanted to smash that silverback's snot box. <laughs> so he was serious. Whoa. Um, I mean, that gorilla would have ripped his face off. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Anyone but Mike Tyson. I don't know. Like Tyson in his prime, you know? Like gorillas, gorillas are so dangerous. But he was going in ready. He was trained, you know? How many, how many Mike Tyson's fights did you watch, Michael? No, not, not one. Okay, okay. So we're over three on our questions about zoos. Yeah. Does that so, mean we can't continue to the next round? No. Nice no, no, try. No. This well. makes this all the more valuable. So okay, um, don't know anything about zoos. I think I've poorly defined the topic for today. Um, <laughs> let's get into it. Let's get, you know. Let's, I let's like I like that as well. To determine to determine our knowledge of zoos, you asked a question about gay hyenas or other straight hyenas. Yeah. Um, Mike Tyson and I've forgotten the second one. Okay. Zoos. Murderous elephants. Um, yeah, zoos. So, pros and cons. What do you got? Uh, I went to the zoo yesterday. Well, Hugh, I went to the zoo on Saturday. So, I mean, this sounds like we all go to the zoo the whole time, but it's... Oh, no, I did I, mine purely to research for the podcast. Okay. That's okay. a I, lie. You did it for work. That's true. It was on a school trip. Yeah. Nice. I actually nice. think the reason we decided to do zoos was because you said, I'm at the zoo. You're right. You're right. That's a that's a fair point. And then you thought it was a joke when I said okay. And then here we are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're giving an insight into our creative process there. Mm. Um, process yeah. is a generous description. I was at the zoo yesterday, and I suppose I was going to say that was a pro because I liked it, and I had a good yeah. time there. Yeah. But I appreciate that might not be enough to to sway the the entire world as to the legitimacy of any the, particular of the zoo, reason like. that you liked it here. Um, I hadn't been to the zoo in a very long time, um, and I sort of had this expectation that they changed an awful lot, and everyone says, oh, you know, they've done so much work, and they've created these big African plains, for example, which was the area we were in, and there's so much more space for the animals, and they have changed it, and it is better and bigger, but, you know, it's still a small space for all those animals to be in, um, like, you look at those two, they have these two unbelievably beautiful tigers and i don't know how much space they've got because i'm not good at spatial reasoning but like i don't know is it is it half an acre something like that so it's still not a big space for some very big cats i think the way to judge how how good the space is is if you could live there with the animals in there like if you'd oh, feel comfortable, that like a good rule of thumb. Because then yeah. it's like, oh yeah, yeah, there's some tigers down the road, but yeah, they don't really bother us, you know. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. good because because tigers 
most of the time probably don't have a great interest in humans. But yeah, if you're living in a in a sort of six by twelve foot room with them, Pretty things impactful. will get yeah. things will get tense. Yeah, at you some pay, point you'll pay someone ten grand to fight mm. it. Um, but no, it was nice, and I suppose we were there as as I say, it was a school trip, and it was part of a a project we've been doing on conservation. So very much the focus was on the kids learning about um how the zoo can help build very glass-based yeah. uh, rooms, yeah, in houses. Nice. Be good for the warm-blooded animals, I suppose, wouldn't it? Like sun shining in through the glass. Yeah, yeah. Like or some... the cold-blooded, cold-blooded. Sorry. The reptile mixed up my warm and my cold. Them. Yeah. Like like those murderous elephants. Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> no, no, cold-blooded, cold-blooded. The reptiles. Oh, elephant or co- sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. sorry. I... My hue is so un- unused to these. <laughs> Rip roaring gags yeah. that uh, <laughs> never ready for Michael to make these jokes. I'm just stepping all over them. Oh, I was just gonna ask Michael what what was his impression of the zoo? What was his favorite part? Any any downsides? Did you so guys go I'm, to the same zoo? Sorry, the same zoo. We, we, we did. We did. Yeah, I wasn't gonna name days. it because because uh, because I saw two rats there. Um, <laughs> But and I've already got the queen coming after me today, so I didn't want the zoo. I mean. Anyone listening will know what zoo we went to because yes. of where we're from, and it's the I'm only also... zoo in that place. But uh, I did see a couple of rats. Yeah, so well, I mean, like it's a zoo. Of course, you saw some rats. Yeah, but well, again, this is like, you know, I I want to see the animals I like, <laughs> and I feel I rats think... don't need conservatories. Yeah, there are definitely enough rats. I don't think yeah. we have a problem. Mm keeping the rat population up um one thing i did notice and i'm not saying this is a good thing or a bad thing about that zoo a lot of vending machines do you notice that hugh everywhere you looked you were never more than more than a 30 seconds away from a vending machine which I i'm glad that was i'm glad that was your number one takeaway from the zoo michael when you see all the majesty of africa and asia the there pur- uh, you actually remind me of one of the children we brought um, who's nine years old and turned oh. to me at one point and said uh, this was the most amazing day ever and I said, yeah, I know, wasn't it? All the things we got to see. And I'm much more enthusiastic when I'm talking to children. Um, and uh, Yeah, it fucking she sa- was, kid. <laughs> and she said, she said, yeah, we got to see those ducks. <laughs> and I mean, you're like, you've just seen like the bongo over there, which has 150 of them left in the world, you know? And you've just wandered off and looked at a duck because you've, <laughs> Because you can feed it bread, it's more interesting than an okapi, you know? I do Although know the ducks. The okapi, the, she was the okapi uh, we nearly headed into the realm of a more complicated science lesson when one of the okapi mounted another okapi right in front of us, and we moved away. I'll, I'll tell you, Hugh, one thing that I did notice, and, and maybe uh, maybe you haven't been there so recently, too. I, I suppose I found that I have very different reactions for different animals um i'm just picturing most... you doing your robert de niro face at them <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah robert de niro at them <laughs> yeah some of them were you know it's a tough crowd um but uh for most animals i would say i was generally when i was looking at them the thing i was thinking about was the size of them okay you know mm. there were a lot of big big animals um when i was looking at the apes and the monkeys i was entirely thinking about how human they looked like really they just like very parts of their bodies just looked exactly like us. But when it got to the predators, when it got to the cats, 
honestly, when I was there, I was not looking at the animals. I was entirely looking at the fencing, the glass protection between me and them around, mm. you know, what would happen if that disappeared. That was entirely where my focus was. Not, from, not in like a scared way, but, you know, very much in sort of like a hypothetical, if that weren't mm. there kind of way. Um, You're so. skin and bone though, Michael. They'd have no interest in you. You're just all muscle, you know? <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's grony. Yeah. I mean, it's no Mike, no Mike Tyson. You know? mm. So <laughs> people have Do said you... that about me before. Did you offer to fight any animals? I did not. I did no. not. Not even the rats. I didn't think I should have expected this, but this is where we've ended up. But how how did you rate the structural integrity of the enclosures? They looked, I mean, tip top. You know. Did you I, get to look I at the plans? It. I mean, did no. you get to go in and talk to some of the <laughs> some of the zoo architects? No, I did. The engineers behind time. it. Maybe next time. I think how they just you... call themselves architects. <laughs> but I was, I was, I was just entirely fixated on like how thick is that glass, how strong are these bolts? That was it. So again, awesome. you you went to the zoo. Yep. Yep. You went to the zoo, mm-hmm. and and looked at the glass and the vending machines. Yeah. At yeah, least, at least that nine year old is looking at a, a yeah. living thing. I like at least at least I found some rats. My, you know. Yeah. Michael's at the vending machine. Just going, God, they shouldn't keep these chocolate bars so cooped up in that small cage. <laughs> How thick is the glass between me and the coke? Will, any, any pros, cons on the zoos from you? I think I think there's three cylinders to this argument. Oh, Number right. one is that zoos are fun, right? Zoos are fun. Mm. Zoos are great. It's cool seeing animals. It's amazing being able to see stuff that you've never seen before and maybe yes. you wouldn't get the chance to see. Number two, zoos yeah. do great research and like loads of conservation work and is a way of raising money to protect nature. Dope in the rope. Love that. Number three, animals in cages. Bad. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So those are my three sort of thoughts. Oh no, number four yeah. is Zoo Tycoon was an excellent video game. <laughs> Can you please wow. please explain? That brings me back. Wow, yeah. Did you play Zoo Zoo Tycoon? Like, oh, I, I th- um, yeah, I did. It was one of those kind of, you know, fairground type games, right? I never really understood that subgenre of games where you basically. Yeah. You, it's like World of, uh, or it's like a Command and Conquer, except you're running a zoo. Yeah, not it's an zoo army. and zoo. Yeah. 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 So Hugh, you're a zoo tycoon. You 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 have to build a zoo, and you have to get people to come to it and keep them happy, and you have to keep the animals happy as well. And you have to mm-hmm. keep the ticket prices reasonable, but you got to stay afloat and make a profit. I remember my mm. uncle said to me, he was like, "These games are really good because like they teach kids, you know, the value of money and stuff." And I was like, "Yeah." He doesn't know the money cheat. He doesn't know that there's a money cheat. <laughs> if you're running out of money, you just put a cheat code in. <laughs> but also, wasn't it always you always just wanted to play it up to a certain level where you could afford buying in the dangerous animals, and then you would simply release them on the yeah, or public, you'd put right that put, was that was yeah, yeah. how it and worked. Yeah. Put an enclosure in front of the gates; they couldn't get out, and <laughs> yeah. then like yeah. put them yeah. in the put the hyenas in with the flamingos and stuff like that. Create like a hostage situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember it. So that's I don't know if that's a pro or a con for zoos generally, but zoo. Oh, I think that's a pro. Yeah, that's probably the best pro we'll get. The least, the least ethically questionable pro we'll get anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, is it is it ethically like do they offset themselves by the work they do? (laughs) So they've they've damaged the lives of like. some animals mm. <laughs> to save a load more animals well yeah and i, so, I suppose yeah. it's the point of of have they damaged the lives of animals that 
whose lives would have been damaged very shortly afterwards and not in a not in a food chain way i mean obviously taking animals out of the natural food chain isn't a good thing either i have seen there's a there's another place in ireland um which doesn't call itself a zoo it calls itself a nature reserve i think uh, down the southwest of ireland and for the I mean, cheetahs really there trying to keep it anonymous there but i think you i know i know <laughs> yeah. but what they do down there is the cheetahs they do this cheetah run where they attach the meat to like a, a thing that hangs from the ceiling and then they send it flying up and they send the cheetah running after it now it's mainly for the entertainment of the paying customer but yeah. now there is something that's worth paying ten thousand dollars to like could you be that be that meat I mean, that's an adrenaline rush. Right? Oh, oh, I thought you were going to say, would Mike Tyson get to run after the meat that's <laughs> yeah, moving like, away? You could you could spend like maybe 15 quid and do that yourself in the back garden if you had a garden, you know, like that. With a cheetah bearing down on you? Oh, yeah, no. The che- I- Mike Tyson runs oh. through the grass watching the meat Michael hanging from the doesn't make any sense. Why would Mike Tyson be commentating on himself? That was beautiful. You nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. Yeah, it was very good, to be fair. That's, that's, that's my Pacino. <laughs> I, I do think, I agree, like, animals in cages, a bad thing, uh, or a sad thing. I do wonder, though, and, and obviously when you talk about tigers or bears who have, like, an enormous range in the wild, and then the, you're just not going to be able to replicate that. I do wonder if you're an okapi, or you're, uh, you know, long-horned, something or other is your life much better than a zoo than it would be in the wild like for that individual animal or you know without the constant fear of death I, I, you know not a question we can answer but yeah your your, your life expectancy would would obviously rise but i guess is that is that good for for everyone you know i mean good, good for you yeah you know but but i suppose I'm i'm about to launch into a question of i mean let, let's not move into eugenics, but okay. I think that's that's Done. always a good sentence. But let's keep yeah. going and see where we yeah, get. Yeah, that's to. our that's our that's our next episode. If we're going to jump lines, in the pool, so. let's touch the bottom. Uh, <laughs> can we call? Can we call that? Can that be the new name of the podcast? Touching the bottom <laughs> with you and Will. <laughs> I yeah, I'm happy with that. Yeah, we'll be the hyenas. Okay. okay. So, yeah. Um, uh, I've I lost where we were there. Eugenics. Ah, yes. Oh, yes, no. Yes. <laughs> oh, thanks for bringing that back, Michael. The old eugenics section. Yes. That's the, Over that's to the, eugenics corner. That's the, that's the professional producer in him that if we've managed to slip away from an annoying topic, he'll bring us right back to it. Well, look. Okay, so here's... Like, you're, you're, you're right. It's, it's impossible to actually replicate the natural habitat of these animals right it's just not it's never convincing so all of the various exhibits are set up to look like you know the tiger's natural environment but that's not it's never convincing and i'm never fooled by it and frankly i don't think the animals are fooled by it either um i like that you go into the zoo thinking that they're trying to fool you (laughs) i know this is a zoo i know i want it to be like not in greenland i was in kenya five minutes to be like the various something wrong in the crystal maze i want to feel like i'm you know in a different habitat every every uh, exactly you see different zones that's what i'm talking about i'm not talking about eugenics i'm talking about just different zones for (laughs) continue yeah (laughs) i Um, 
I love that you're like, oh, I want to be tricked. I want to be in different different zones of the zoo. But I am going to analyze the structure of the zoo. Well. <laughs> Make it possible for them. Unless they just plonk me in, in an enclosure. If you like that, you're going to love this suggestion. So oh, we given go. that we're not fooled anyway, right? Why don't they present them in scenes which are more pleasing to our eyes, you know? So I'm thinking more of a diorama type approach. So for example, um, penguins look like waiters. They look like waiters in a cartoon and there's no way around that. So what about like a restaurant scene where the penguins are, are waiting? Never in my um, life have I wanted to go back to the subject of eugenics more. Um... Then separately, I mean, raccoons obviously look like burglars. So you could set up a little prison That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, um, a little prison within a prison. Good. Yeah. yeah. So like a little... little... <laughs> Let's imagine this is a prison that they're trapped here and they can't leave. Well, it's like high security inside a prison, isn't yeah. it? And then the, just... raccoons, the raccoons have to burgle enough places that they can go back to Gen Pop. <laughs> but like a properly... You do it right. Like a properly like gritty prison, like a shower block and like a shiv and like it'd be great. You know? <laughs> I mean, Orange is the new rack. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway that's my suggestion is stop trying to mimic you know mimic parts of the wild that we don't know what they look like just I give us what we no want. no oh 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 whoa, 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 whoa. we've yeah. we've, <laughs> we've hit on a good michael one there stop <laughs> trying to mimic parts of the wild that we don't know what they look like now michael i think you'll find that the zoologists who study these animals have been to these places so do you mean that you don't know what they look like <laughs> Yeah, but I'm the, I'm the customer here, you know. The yeah. good customer. looking at the glass and how thick it is. <laughs> you're you're literally the customer because the customer for for chocolate bars and 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 soft drinks. Yeah, yeah, a paying customer who wants I, to see oh. a little diorama of I, meerkats uh, reenacting the Normandy landing. I imagine that kind of stuff <laughs> happened, like in the medieval period when kings were like i have this hippo and he does this thing like it's sort of it's sort of turning the zoo into the circus a little bit yeah you want to go back to circuses a little bit which which is where whatever about zoos where there's sort of a questionable cruelty to animals thing you want it just to be in fairness i think you'd go either extreme i think you wanted absolutely no cruelty to animals or maximum cruelty to animals for our entertainment (laughs) <laughs> cruelty no but like you're right that is definitely i think the zoo's the zoo's biggest problem uh other than it's uh, it's it's lack of lifelike dioramas uh the zoo's biggest problem is the circus uh because the circus obviously made a bad smell uh, i mean ethically but also also in terms of odor oh i'd say i'd say the back of those elephant trucks yeah. um so uh that's you know the zoo has the zoo has an air of a circus about it i think that's 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 why why we're not you know entirely comfortable with it i like the zoo but if it's a circus it's a very boring circus (laughs) um i have another pro for zoos great really helpful scrabble word yeah top word yeah that's very true it's good in my book not many zed words and it's doing a lot of work there yep I suppose you're always trying to make quiz, though, aren't you? Because that's really, you know, you're you're burning the barrel at both ends, such as it is. Yeah. But like in in this situation, the barrel is like meant to be burnt at both ends, and you get loads of points if you burn it at both ends. 
Exactly, exactly. Yeah, Burn, I think I think I mixed up burning the candle at both ends and using both barrels. Yeah, you definitely <laughs> did. And I, I was like, should I correct him? I'll just, we'll just keep this going. No, I'll, I'll always get there myself, Will, eventually. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. A pro for the zoo. Um, a good friend of mine, his, his great-grandfather was the elephant keeper um, in the zoo. And then his grandfather was also the elephant keeper. And then his father went to work in pensions. So I can't help feeling that he kind of let the family down a bit, because if he'd if he'd done the right thing, our friend would now be the elephant keeper in the zoo, and a, a fourth generation. Although he'd probably be murdered by the elephant, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. They, how did they all die? Is the question. <laughs> yeah, why did he go into pensions? <laughs> Michael, any other any other questions for us? I no, I mean that's. I suppose, I suppose when I think about Sue's right, so this is this oh is what God. I. Oh God! Like no, this no, no, could this be is, anything. This is this is. I I suppose when I was. When I think, think about Sue's, I think about a really good sandwich that I had when I was thinking about a zoo before. That basically, yeah. Okay, we've done your bit, Michael. Yeah. What's more offensive is it the disconnected logic that you portray onto me, or the 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 awful voice? You know, I mean. I, First of all, that was a, clearly a David Attenborough impression. Second of all, mm. I saw mm. how much you, you were like, oh, podcast's picking up now. This is sounding pretty good. Yeah, this will make the cut. This will make the edit. Um, so here's my here's my, my final thought on Zeus. This is all, this is all I got. Um, I think it's sad. And it's, this, is, this is serious. Um, I think it's sad that, our, you know, the best justification for zoos that we have is that they have to be there to conserve the animals that we have otherwise killed in the wild, right? So that the the reason the zoos have to exist at all in itself is a bad thing. Secondly, the fact that the only reason, the only way that zoos can be viable is by entertaining members of the paying public, um, you know, kind of layers on our disrespect for these animals. Um, but I actually think that's probably more an indictment of humanity than zoos. I think zoos are probably doing a good job of taking our worst instincts, which are to, to see caged animals, uh, and trying to solve some of the worst things we've done, which is, you know, uh, pushing oh, animals yeah. to the brink of extinction. Um, Michael, if you if you were in the zoo and you were told you have to kill, you have to yourself murder one of the animals in the zoo, yeah, you have to do it with either your bare hands or an implement, that, and you're going to be able to do it, okay? I've thought about this before. What's the biggest animal That's you could take down terrifying. with your bare hands? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the biggest animal? I, no, I, I, think, I think you've... I think he was asking a different question to when you were mm. answering. Mine was probably more of a troubling question. Yes, just that was if, like, you, could if you me? had to, if you had to execute an animal in the zoo, which one would it be? And Michael took that as like, oh, what's the biggest one I could kill? <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is which is sort of exactly the indictment on humanity that we were just talking. About. <laughs> so I have wondered before. I actually thought about this before because actually, I mean, I don't want to go on a side route, but I've been on safari and I remember thinking, which of these animals could I kill and which could kill me? And I reckon, the I reckon, I reckon I could choke a donkey. <laughs> what safari was it that, that you uh, sold the donkey? <laughs> what? No, it wasn't. No, I was. I was. The donkey was kind of mid range between the animals. I was like, I could. I could kill that one. I couldn't kill that one. And somewhere in the oh, middle, be a donkey. I don't know if donkeys have big, heavy heads on them, Michael. If they got a swing at you with that. But the thing is, like we. As humans, we couldn't really kill a lot of animals. Like, it's our use of tools. It's tools yeah. that sets us apart. And, yeah. like, I, I think it's interesting what you're saying about the, um, the like, are the, 
humans destroy everything like we are the worst we're so bad like chernobyl or chernobyl apparently it's chernobyl i like chernobyl it sounds better but that's like becoming like a a sort of nature reserve because Mm. animals are just hanging out with no humans and like we hunted we hunted like massive like one ton wombats to extinction like you know are we hoping that the animals that are in chernobyl are coming out all funky they seem to be all right like we're I mean, gonna have three trunked I'm elephants. Gonna, I'm not gonna lie, you will. I was in Chernobyl too. Those dogs are not okay. <laughs> they are not good dogs. They are. They are not alright. Actually, very interesting. Did you go to Chernobyl to research our Chernobyl episode of the Legitimate Life Podcast? Season yeah. two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are we talking about the the disaster or the yeah. series? Yeah. So one one of the most popular disasters in the world, and we just want to know, like, yeah, legit or not. Um, do you know what's very interesting? Actually, most interesting thing in Chernobyl, to me, um, was that um, no vending machines. So have you? You know, you've seen. I'm sure you've seen those pictures of you know spiders on various drugs. You know, if you give a spider LSD, it weaves its web like this. If you give a spider ecstasy, yeah. it weaves its web like this. Um, the spiders in Chernobyl who are most exposed to the areas of high radioactivity. Do they um, just weave Soviet propaganda claiming that happened? They, they they weave they weave basically three dimensional webs and they're all they're all being studied as a result. It's 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 not better, like there's some kind of disorder that they've got. But um it's it's most Jesus. most obviously uh, uh seen in their webs, which is fascinating. Whoa, that is really fascinating. Yeah. Anyway, a bit of Chernobyl. Uh we'll put in the Chernobyl jingle here. Uh, so just leave gap for me to edit that in. If so, you head off to Chernobyl, we know you wanna gobble all the things in our vending machines. But the glass is very thick, so be sure that you don't stick a brick through our vending machine. Are we are we gonna make a decision on zoos? I think we're there, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna just list the pros and cons. <laughs> I think we've done every, all the research yeah. we need to do. <laughs> I, think, I think everybody who's listening <laughs> to this is like, well, I mean, they they've laid the case out really well. I, what, yeah. what are they gonna decide? Peer reviewed. <laughs> um, pros for zoos in in order of when we said them, and I really mm-hmm. um, I'm so, really glad you clarified the order. Firstly, firstly, uh, good structural integrity. Uh, zoos are fun. Why? But you said they research. didn't have good. Michael, you said they didn't have good structural no, integrity. No, no, they did. That was what impressed me. That was what impressed me. Um, Why are you in charge of the lists all the time? Zoo tycoon. But we forget every time. Well, yeah. it's a good Z word. Yep. Um, that's true and uh, good family business which is really all that I could write down about your anecdotes about the grandfather and the great grandfather here oh but yeah anyway we'll give it that uh, the cons no space I, th- the I think it's that that someone could be a third generation elephant keeper is pretty cool it's pretty cool yeah it's pretty cool um, it also sounds like slang though you know him he's a third generation elephant keeper you said you were going to choke a donkey earlier <laughs> <laughs> to be very clear I have no intention of choking any donkeys. But do you think that if Mike Tyson went to a farm and offered ten grand to choke a donkey, they'd have let him do it? Yeah, I, it depends yes. on the farm. Absolutely. If you, I, like, you wouldn't. If he had gone to the Tiger King place, he hundred percent would have been able to fight a tiger. He'd 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 have joined the queue probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so our cons: no space for the animals. Animals in cages are bad. Not lifelike either in 
Sorry. a sense of replicating their habitats now, or the animals habitat. are pretty lifelike michael yeah yeah were you were you at the bit at the beginning of the zoo that they do for the kids where they have the fake penguins and things like that yeah yeah is there more <laughs> michael just looked at the little plaques that was the image <laughs> yeah. of the thing and was like that's so that's two-dimensional how's the penguin in there no i think he went to a pet cemetery maybe <laughs> he's just looking at and he's like these aren't lifelike that donkey's been choked <laughs> She did this so, weekend. Choke my donkey in the pet cemetery. <laughs> I got arrested for saying that. <laughs> oh, that's worse than the Princess Diana thing. <laughs> I mean, not not what happened to Princess Diana, but saying it on a podcast. <laughs> we all know what happened to her. Do we have a jingle now? <laughs> you can't spell Diana without die. Um. So, final judgment. You didn't See, tell us the cons, did you? Oh, cons. Is that all of them? Animals living in cages, not um. lifelike, and it's like the circus. <laughs> I, don't know, I, don't, I don't think there are any of the cons I said, but... No, no, you didn't mention the rats. I, I think this is beyond, like, more than any other episode we've done. We have absolutely failed to properly discuss the, mm. the subject at hand. We haven't really given any insights. We've just said I everything... S- any person walking around a zoo would think, apart from Michael's bizarre focus on vending machines and glass. I suppose that's it. I suppose we often we often pick items that are more accessible, at least in their workings, to the to perhaps the the lower common denominators that we are. And when we actually have to discuss something that probably requires some actual diligent scientific research, you know, we we're in trouble. Yeah. And yet I'm perfectly happy to make a judgment on it me too i burped i burped as i was gonna say that i feel, feel like i was i've been poisoned by david attenborough <laughs> he's, he'll, he'll get you he'll get you i had a dream i met david attenborough as he was dying we were on a ship and he was at peace oh. wow it's absolutely true That's about, about six or seven years ago it was a lovely dream six or um, seven years ago and you still remember it Oh, you wouldn't forget that. So he whispered to me from his bed. I don't know why he's narrating his own whispering. Hey, that's okay. Yeah, he'd be he'd be the best at it. In fairness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, zoos. I, legitimate I, like or legitimate? No. I think they are a legitimate like because uh, we, by our nature, destroy everything, and at least zoos, even though they're fucked up in one, some regard they are at least like an effort to try and preserve something and mark the importance of something uh, and I think seeing uh, seeing a, a giraffe and being like there are only this many left in the wild I think that helps to humanise it um, so I think that's pr- it's probably good generally and let's be honest everyone loves a vending machine um, I'm going to agree with you, Will. I'm going to say it's a legitimate like. And yeah, I kind of, much as it pains me to say this, I kind of like Michael's thing of there's, um, they're doing the best with a bad situation, oh, I right, suppose. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and that the glass is thick enough. Um, I don't want to see any of Michael's ideas come into being. I think they are, like, he's, he's the one person who feels that zoos should go back to the the golden age of when we didn't care about anything um and even if it's only a bit of a i won't say pretense but even if it's more of a, a vain uh, 
attempt. I think they do, you know, they do have an educational purpose for us now. For example, here, I'll leave you with a heartwarming story. We were looking at the penguins yesterday and one of my children got very upset because she saw a piece of plastic floating, like a bottle cap floating in the in the water. And the penguin was at one point trying to get it in its mouth. And she went and got one of the zookeepers and the zookeeper radioed in and they got rid of it. Oh, got rid of the penguin. Yes, oh, killed yeah, it. Just, he knows just too much. He knows too much. Choked the donkey out of that penguin, I'm afraid. <laughs> but they got Mike Tyson in to fight it. You're a slippery little penguin. This is a technical knockout. Went to the twelfth round. Round the back of the zoo when they take the penguins and they disappear. There's a little restaurant you can go to. It's really expensive, but you can go. And all of the food is stolen by raccoons who've misbehaved in the zoo. And, uh, a penguin can take a punch. And at, yeah, and at the end, an elephant sits on you. Michael, you don't have a vote. Which way would you vote, though? We've already gone two to nothing, so... Uh, yeah, I like. I feel unlike pretty much everything else we've t- we've talked about on this uh, podcast. Uh, zoos are kind of on the ropes, right? Zoos are zoos are their their legitimacy is actually in question. They're they're. You I think know, you're thinking um, of the monkey enclosures. They have the ropes yeah, in there, but nowhere yeah. else. You know, that is the the gag there. That's very good. Yeah. Okay. Any closing speaking thoughts, of, Michael? Speaking of gag, mm-hmm. um, just to make sure I hadn't said anything that was absolutely donkey. outrageous, I, I googled choke a donkey, um, and it's not slang. I'll be, I'm very happy to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have come across the page, uh, what to do if your donkey chokes, and um, apparently, apparently, donkeys just choke themselves. So actually, it seems like I was right. I wouldn't even have to take action. I just wait around. That donkey is gonna. If, knock you, itself yeah, out. if you could survive long enough in a cage with a donkey, it would probably just choke. Donkeys also famously short-lived animals, so uh, I played this well. You just gotta, you just gotta play by the mules, and <laughs> it'll be okay. <laughs> oh, dearie me! Well, thanks very much for listening to Legitimate Likes. Um, if you like the podcast, you can like and subscribe, and give us a give us a star rating. But don't base it on the content; base it on our feelings. So please, five stars. Uh, thank you very much to Hugh and Michael. I've been Will. Uh, goodbye, fellows. We love zoos, yeah, yeah, yeah. We love zoos, yeah, yeah, yeah. We love zoos, yeah, 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 yeah. Although I saw a rat, we think they're fairly clean. And Michael told us that they've got vending machines. Yeah, we love Sus, and we think they're here to stay. And Mike Tyson wants to fight an ape today. We love Sus, yeah, yeah, yeah. We love Sus, yeah, yeah, yeah. And those hyenas, well, it turns out they weren't gay. So yeah, we love Sue.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.